Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. It's the final hour of power here on this Sunday afternoon edition of Overtime. It's the Youngest in Charge movement. Linnell Willingham riding with you till high noon before we hand things over to Pete Medhurst. Man, I teased it coming back or coming into the break. The running back position across the National Football League, and we touched on it at the top of the show as well, the disrespect that some of these premium backs across the National Football League are receiving right now is is unlike anything I can ever remember, man. I, I can never remember in my time following the National Football League where we've seen front offices and opposing teams around the league just completely alienate a position group. That is what's happening right now with the running back position. It makes no sense what's going on. And I feel like in order for the running backs to be treated properly, in order for these running backs to actually get their fair market value, someone's going to have to take a stand of all stands, so to speak. Someone's going to have to dig their heels into the ground. It's going to have to take a prominent player digging their heels into the ground and basically just refusing to show up to work for this to happen. And I and, and I want to walk that back. I don't even think it's just got to be one guy. I think we've got to see a big-time group of people, a big-time group of backs, the top 10 in the sport maybe, top 10 to 12 guys in the league, all should just sit out and say, you know what, since you don't value us, since you don't value us, why don't we just show you? how much we actually mean, and not play. That's the only way that I see this situation getting resolved. The Jonathan Taylor situation, though, has gotten messy. I want to backtrack here a little bit. There was some dialogue during the week between Jim Irsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, and the agent of running back Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor uh, has done a lot for the Indianapolis Colts, man. They drafted him back in 2020. Uh, He rushed for 1,800 yards during the 2021 season, 18 touchdowns. I mean, he's a big-time player when healthy, right? He had some injury issues a season ago. But this kid right now feels as if he's being devalued, feels as if he's being underappreciated. And I can't say I disagree with him. When you put up the production that Jonathan Taylor has, I get why he feels he wants to get the bag. I believe Jonathan Taylor's got two years left on his contract. And he is trying to get his new money, right? This happens all the time at other positions. 
You get paid early. You don't have to play out the entirety of your contract when you are him. And Jonathan Taylor, for all intents and purposes, is him. Now, the back and forth between Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor's agent, and Jim Irsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, it led to a very awkward conversation yesterday. And I want to let you all hear from Stephen Holder, who covers the Indianapolis Colts for ESPN. He highlighted on Friday night what the situation was between Jonathan Taylor and the Indianapolis Colts. Stephen, what's next in this sort of terse situation between Jonathan Taylor and the Colts? That's the key question, because if they're not going to offer him an extension, and every indication so far demonstrates that they are not. And so if that's not going to happen, then what you have is a very disenchanted player who's very central to the Colts' hopes, not only the team, but their their rookie quarterback, who really is an RPO-style quarterback. So it really does beg the question, is a separation in the cards? Look, I don't know if this was a prediction, but you can go back to the middle of June when when Jonathan Taylor was asked about his situation. He spoke about the running back landscape in general, and he said, I quote, you see why guys start to demand trades. Was that a prediction or just an offhand comment? We'll see. Now, fast forward to yesterday afternoon, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, out at practice on his (laughs) – it's like a conversion van of, of some sorts. It's like an RV, right? And it's all decked out with Colts memorabilia. And he pulled up to that and requested that Jonathan Taylor come on his bus during practice because Jonathan Taylor not practicing right now. He's on the physically unable to perform list. And the, the result of that conversation was the news that we got yesterday afternoon. Indianapolis Colts running back Jonathan Taylor has officially requested a trade from the Colts. Now, this is... Kind of what we just heard Stephen Holder alluding to. If they weren't willing to bend and give in to Jonathan Taylor's contract demands, then we were going to see a situation where Jonathan Taylor was going to be disgruntled and was going to not want to show up to work. And I think the entire landscape right now, the entire landscape right now of the running back position Basically, it's completely in turmoil. This is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Like I just said, man, I've never seen a position group just be completely alienated, just be completely alienated by front offices and and, and executives. And this is a group effort that we're seeing, right? Because it's not like it's not like it's just one team devaluing the position. Everyone is. There's no reason Dalvin Cook should be a free agent right now. There's no reason. Ezekiel Elliott to be a free agent right now. There's no reason Josh Jacobs shouldn't be in camp. It's it's a crazy thing that we're having to, to sort through and deal with right now. After Jonathan Taylor requested the trade, <laughs> we get ready to pull it up here. Colts owner Jim Irsay, who is, we know it, is a very hot under the collar individual. He's very spicy and very passionate about his Indianapolis Colts. Jim Irsay had this to say uh, about a trade from Jonathan Taylor. This was the initial comment. Quote, if I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor is out of the league, no one's going to miss us, Irsay said. The league goes on. We know that. The National Football League rolls on. It doesn't matter who comes and who goes. 
It's a privilege to be a part of it. I mean, this is, for Jim Irsay to come out and be this honest and blunt and straightforward, first of all, I I have to respect it. It it came off kind of harsh, right, saying if if Jonathan Taylor is out of the league tomorrow, no one's going to miss him. Is he lying? (laughs) Like, let's call a spade a spade. The National Football League is a multi-billion dollar machine. It's like a wheel. We're all cogs. All these players right now are cogs in the wheel. When one gets hurt or injured and no longer is able to play, you know what they do? They replace him with another cog in the wheel. So I know people are upset about the comments that Jim Irsay ended up making. But, like, look, he's not lying. I just think he may be too honest about what he's saying. Now, it seems like this is an unfixable relationship between the two because the agent of Jonathan Taylor, Malki Kawa, has come out and pretty much said that this is a situation that can't be rectified. But then Jonathan, excuse me, then Jim Irsay yesterday goes on Twitter and tweets this, or texted this, excuse me, to NFL insider Albert Breer when asking about Jonathan Taylor's trade request. He said, quote, we're not trading Jonathan. End of discussion. Not now, not in October which was when the NFL's trade deadline is going to happen. So this is going to be a very, very interesting situation to monitor moving forward because right now it seems like Jim Irsay and the Colts have their heels dug into the ground and they're not going to bend. The question now becomes, is Jonathan Taylor willing to subject himself to fines and punishments that come along with not showing up to camp? Right now he's on the physically unable to perform list, so he's not able to practice anyway. But if he decides that, well, look, if the Colts aren't going to honor my trade request, I'm just not going to play. If that's the mentality that he comes out with, it's going to be ugly. And there's precedent about this. There's precedent about this with John Taylor and the the Josh Jacobs situation, which is why I'm like, okay, if Saquon's not going to sit out, then hell, nobody should sit out. Because look at how, look at what happened to Le'Veon Bell when he ended up sitting out. We never heard from Le'Veon Bell ever again. Now, I don't know if that has more to do with Le'Veon Bell, the person, or just a product of sitting out an entire year. We saw the impact that sitting out a year had on Deshaun Watson. I know the quarterback position is much more demanding, so it's different. But I don't know, man. I don't know. It's so interesting to see what's happening right now to the running back position. I think Stephen Holder, during his Sports Center hit uh, on Friday night that we just played, said something really interesting. I think this situation is a lot more comparable to the one in New York, but I still think it's drastically different, and here's why. When they drafted Anthony Richardson in this past April's draft, it was done with the idea that Jonathan Taylor was going to be in the forefront or with this franchise for the long term, right? They're going to run an RPO-based system. It's going to look a lot similar to what Jalen Hurts did last year with the Philadelphia Eagles. Shane Steichen, the former OC in Philadelphia, coming over and being Indianapolis' as head coach. It all makes sense. But, man, it's much more difficult to run the RPO system when your running back is not Jonathan Taylor. Right? It looks a lot different. It's a lot more difficult to project how Anthony Richardson will fare in this system without Jonathan Taylor. 
So we'll see moving forward, man, how real and serious Jonathan Taylor is about getting paid. Because like I said, he's on PUP right now, but when he gets healthy and becomes subject to fines and things for not showing up, that'll tell us how serious he is about playing this year. We've got about a half hour, 45 minutes or so left to go in the program. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll hear uh, from Pete Medhurst. He's set to hop on with us at about 1140. He was out boots at the ground at Baltimore Ravens practice yesterday. Uh, he'll take over coming up here at high noon. But when we come back, want to introduce a new staple here on Overtime. It's Linnell's last place lagoon. I'm going to pick every last place finisher in all eight divisions across the National Football League next here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the Youngest in Charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to high noon before we hand things over to Pete Medhurst. Coming up in about 10 to 12 minutes, I'll play my conversation with Commander starting tight end Logan Thomas. I got to chop it up with him on Friday afternoon after practice in Logan Really gave a lot of insight into what last year was like for him playing at Scott Turner's offense and how this Eric Bieniemy offense definitely plays more to the strengths of him as a pass-catching tight end. So that conversation with commander starting tight end Logan Thomas coming up in about 12 minutes or so. Right now, though, I want to take a big-picture look at the National Football League. It's a lot of parity around the league, right? We always say that. That's why we love the game. There are eight divisions across the National Football League, and each and every year there is a team that goes from worst to first. That's fine and dandy. What I'm going to do right now is introduce something new. It's called Linnell's Last Place Lagoon. I'm going to go pick every last place finisher in all eight divisions across the National Football League. Let's get it started. I want to start in the AFC with the AFC East. The last place finisher that I think We'll finish in the basement of the AFC. It's none other than the hoodie. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. The reason why I think the Pats are going to finish in last place? Quarterback. You look at all four quarterbacks in the AFC East. Mac Jones, clearly the worst. 
And I think Mac Jones and his lack of success that we're going to see this fall, honestly, you could point to Bill Belichick and say he's solely responsible for it. He is the player personnel guy for the New England Patriots. And the one thing I always say about young signal callers across the National Football League, it's really hard for me to get a good gauge of how good a young quarterback is until he has a true, legitimate number one wide receiver for whatever reason. Bill Belichick and the Patriots deciding, you know what? We don't need DeAndre Hopkins. We'll play skinny and not open up our checkbook, and we'll let him walk to the Tennessee Titans. That decision may haunt the New England Patriots all season long. I understand that they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster from the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand they just signed Devontae Parker to a three-year extension. All that is fine because I got some information for you. The injury track record of Devontae Parker <laughs> can't stay healthy. Juju Smith-Schuster, when has he ever been a team's legitimate number one wide receiver? I can't remember because last year the number one wide receiver in Kansas City was Travis Kelsey. Let's call a spade a spade. I think they wasted an entire year of Mac Jones' career last season by having Joe Judge and Matt Patricia be a part of the offensive coaching staff. And for that reason, I think the New England Patriots are going to finish in the basement of the AFC East. Up next in Linnell's last place lagoon, let's go to the AFC North. Arguably the best division in the National Football League, especially when you look at the quarterback position. Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, the upstart Kenny Pickett, and the freaky shooter, Deshaun Watson with the Browns. In terms of who I think is going to finish in last place, for the AFC East, I picked the Patriots because of the quarterback position. I'm going to choose, this is hard to do because this is the best division of football, but I've got to do it. I'm sorry. I'm going to choose the Pittsburgh Steelers to finish last in the AFC North, and here's why. I'm sorry. Last year, it was the Cleveland Browns to finish last, but we didn't see Deshaun Watson until about 10 weeks into the thing. With Deshaun Watson being back with the Browns and that team being healthy and them adding Zadarius Smith to their pass rush, there's an argument to be made that the Cleveland Browns are one of the top seven football teams in the entire National Football League in terms of just talent. And it's for that reason that I can't pick them to finish last. We know damn well the Ravens aren't going to finish last because Lamar Action Jackson's back in the fold. And then the Bengals are the class of this division. So it leaves me no other choice than to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to finish last in the AFC North. Up next, in Linnell's last place lagoon, my eight last place finishers amongst all the divisions in the National Football League. The AFC South coming up next. The Jaguars last year won that division at 9-8. and eight. This year, the team that I think is going to finish in last place is the Indianapolis Colts. We were just talking about them. They've got big-time drama going on with their superstar running back, Jonathan Taylor. If they can't fix that situation, how can we have confidence in what the Colts are going to do? Now, I do love Anthony Richardson coming over. It isn't a foregone conclusion that he's going to be this team's starting wide receiver, or excuse me, starting quarterback. But I think from just a potential standpoint and what Shane Steichen's going to want to accomplish, he is the guy for the job. I think Anthony Richardson comes out and plays well. But who is he throwing the football to? Do we have faith in Michael Pittman Jr. being a number one wide receiver? Alec Pierce, to me, 
kind of had a disappointing rookie season. The guy that I think is going to be the target leader for the Indianapolis Colts is rookie wide receiver out of the University of North Carolina, Josh Downs. He's got a lot of comps to Washington wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Similar physical build. Good route runner. Can beat man-to-man coverage. I think he's going to end up being the number one wide receiver for the Colts. But I just think that football team, on the offensive side of the ball, they're going to have their growing pains if Jonathan Taylor isn't a part of this. And then on defense, I just wonder who this group is going to be able to stop. Kenny Moore and Juju Brents, Julius Brents, is their starting cornerback tandem. They lost to Fon Gilmore last year. So I just wonder with Indianapolis, man, I just don't think they have enough talent. Point blank, period. I love Zaire Franklin and I love Shaquille Leonard. Shaq Leonard couldn't stay healthy last year, though. Don't even get me started on the pass rush of the Indianapolis Colts, man. They have a lot of questions. But I will say this. If Anthony Richardson can play well above expectation, then maybe the Colts will have a shot. But as for right now, I think the Colts finishing dead last in the AFC South. Up next, the AFC West here in Linnell's last place lagoon. I'm picking the eight last place finishers across the National Football League. The AFC West, last year's last place finisher was Mr. Sierra, Russell Wilson, and the Denver Broncos. Now this year, Sean Payton was hired. There's a newfound, there's a newfound swagger and energy with the Denver Broncos that Sean Payton is going to be able to turn Russell Wilson around. So I don't think Denver's going to finish in last. We all know that the L.A. Chargers and the new $262 million man, Justin Herbert, who I dub Baby Jesus, we know they're going to be damn good. Their new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, is going to come over and pay dividends for that offense, I feel like. And if they can stay healthy on defense, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa should be one of the most formidable pass-rushing duos in all of the National Football League. So I don't think the Chargers finish last. The Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, I'd be crazy and need to be drug tested if I picked them to finish last. So it leaves me no other choice than to go to Las Vegas, Sin City, with the Raiders. This football team, I think, has the potential to be the worst in all of the National Football League. Hear me out. Hear me out. Think about what the past 12 months have been like for this franchise. A year ago this time, We were talking about the Raiders potentially being one of the biggest threats to the Kansas City Chiefs in their division. They had Derek Carr, and they had just traded for his his college best friend and roommate, Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the sport. Vibes were high in Sin City last year. Josh Jacobs. Now look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo slated to be this team's starting quarterback. The over-under for how many games he starts should be set at about 11 and a half. He can never stay healthy. No confidence in him. More handsome than he is a good quarterback. And then Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher from 2022, holding out, not showing up to Las Vegas Raiders training camp because he wants a new contract. Can you blame him? He put that team on his back last year. He's not in the fold. And then I don't know if you all have been tapped into uh, Raiders Twitter or not, But apparently, Devontae Adams is a little bit disgruntled with how things are going during training camp. 
You take all that into consideration. The offensive side of the football is supposed to be the strength of the Las Vegas Raiders. And I just listed you three or four question marks that exist with that team. On defense, I do think it's interesting, right? They signed Marcus Peters. Him lining up opposite Nate Hobbs, I think, makes their secondary interesting. This pass rushing trio, though, that they have of Chandler Jones, Tyree Wilson, the number seven overall pick in the draft, and then Max Crosby, if those three can wreak havoc, then maybe the Raiders will have a chance. But offensively, which is supposed to be the strength of this football team, let's be honest, they're just not that good right now. We'll move on to the NFC. And Linnell's last place Laguna, picking every last place finisher throughout the National Football League. And we're going to start in the NFC East. The last place finisher, I think, in the NFC East is going to be the New York Football Giants. I look at what they were able to accomplish last year. Mike Kafka and Brian Dable cooking up the sauce to ensure that Daniel Jones played good football. They banked on Daniel Jones this offseason by financially committing to him. By committing to him financially, excuse me. He is going to have to elevate his teammates. I wonder if he can do that. The Giants last year did the most with the least. So it it, it pains me to pick them to finish last in this division because I do think they're a good football team. To me, it's not about the Giants being the worst team in the NFC East. I just think Dallas got significantly better. Philadelphia is going to be significantly better. I think Washington is going to be significantly better. And for that reason, the Giants coming in last place in the NFC East. The NFC North coming up next here in Linnell's Last Place Lagoon. I'm picking every last place finisher amongst all eight divisions in the NFL. The NFC North, I think, is a relatively easy decision. Let's call it what it is. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to finish last in the NFC North, and here's why. They were 13-4 and last year, ladies and gentlemen. They won eight games by one score. There's no way they're able to duplicate that success in 2023. Defensively, they bring over Brian Flores from the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's supposed to pay dividends for that group. I just wonder how they generate a pass rush. It's Daniil Hunter and then what? Their secondary's got question marks. I look at the Minnesota Vikings post-Dalvin Cook, and I wonder how that offense is going to fare. I know Justin Jefferson's a bad you-know-what. I know Jordan Addison's going to come in there and pay dividends from the get-go. My question for the Minnesota Vikings is how does this defense fare? They couldn't stop a cold last year. And I don't think they made many upgrades on that side of the football. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to ultimately end up finishing in last place. The NFC South up next in Linnell's last place Laguna, picking all eight last place finishers in the National Football League. And right now, the NFC South, there's an argument to be made that it's probably the worst division in the National Football League. That's, that's pretty much how I feel, right? And it's strictly based on the quarterback position for me. Baker Mayfield versus Kyle Trask in Tampa is one of the ugliest quarterback competitions I've ever seen. Two guys that just stink. In Carolina, they're doing the most unprecedented thing I've ever seen in the National Football League's history. They're going to start 5'10", Bryce Young at the quarterback position. We'll see how that fares. The New Orleans Saints bringing over Derek Carr, I think is interesting. I think that team will be a lot better than what folks anticipate. And then in Atlanta, the Taylor Heineke's, led by Desmond Ritter. I wonder how long it takes before they pull the plug on Desmond Ritter. Will Taylor Heineke start football games this year for Arthur Smith's football team? But my last place finisher 
in the NFC South, to me, is the team that finished in first place last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. I said it. I got two first place teams coming in last place next year, the Minnesota Vikings and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And for me with Tampa, everything is rooted at the quarterback position. I understand the offensive line's decent. I understand they've got decent weapons, and I understand the defense is pretty good. I just can't trust Baker Mayfield, and I have no clue what to expect from Kyle Trask. Finally, in Linnell's last place lagoon, picking every last place division finisher across the National Football League, this one relatively easy. It's the Arizona Cardinals. They are going to be jockeying for the number one overall pick in next April's draft, and I don't think they'll have any trouble getting to it. I saw a report come along my timeline yesterday uh, giving me an update on Kyler Murray's status. He tore his ACL last year. There is no timeline for Kyler Murray's return, so I think there's a damn good possibility that he doesn't play at all during the 2023 season. That's going to do it, though, for Linnell's Last Place Lagoon. Coming up next, my sit-down conversation with commander starting tight end Logan Thomas. That's next here on The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We're simulcasted on our sister station, the Team 980. And always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Taking up to high noon before we hand things over to Pete Methurst. Right now, though, I want to let you hear my conversation with Commander's tight end, Logan Thomas. Oh, it feels good. It feels good to be a part of the offense. Just, you know, able to go out there and be a football player. He gives us the ability to uh, kind of see coverage the way we see it and run to zones or run through zones. And, you know, it's really cool to be able to do it and being on the same page with the quarterback makes it all run. But, yeah, I feel a lot like myself. Uh, I feel, feel like I did back in 2020 and um, I'm thankful to get back off this knee. Speaking of the quarterback position, Sam Howell, the young pup coming in, taking complete command of this offense right now. What have you seen from Sam, and how do you feel like your guys' connection has grown uh, over the course of the spring into now? Uh, Sam's doing a good job, and um, I'm proud of him, man. Like, this offense isn't easy. It's very wordy. It has a lot going on in it. And um, from the spring to now and, like, the verbiage he's done, so very, very good, and I'm, yeah. I'm super proud of him. But a tight end is supposed to be a quarterback's best friend, and that's yeah. my, my, my goal and my plan on, on being that for him. 
with you being a former quarterback yourself, man, have you been able to give him any tricks of the trade and try to, you know, get to tell him what to expect a little bit? I don't think he has anything. <laughs> he, don't, he don't want to listen to me. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> I got anything to tell him. <laughs> uh, definitely, man. We're here with Commanders tight end Logan Thomas following day three of training camp for the Washington Commanders. You went to tight end you this summer, and I saw that you brought the young pup Cole Turner out there with you. Uh, just describe how your guys' relationship is evolving, and what do you think are some of the benefits of tight end you? Uh, Cole Turner is, a, is one of my best friends, man. He's, I love to hear that. What y'all don't – well, he won't give y'all on the media is that he's fun-loving, he's sweet, but he is hilarious. Like, <laughs> he don't talk a whole lot to the people he's not really real close with, but yeah. he's awesome, man, and he's a heck of a football player. Uh, one thing about him is he's got some of the best hands I've ever been around. But TEU is great. It's always great being around guys that are like-minded. There's, you know, 80-some, 90-some guys that are in the same position trying to do the same thing. And we get to bounce ideas off each other. So it's really fun. And, and it's just a good time just to uh, pick their brains. You've got to work with new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. You got to see him up close and personal. Knowing the things and the success he was able to have in Kansas City, do you feel like he's starting to bring that over to this commander's offense? Or do you feel like there's any overlap from the system in Kansas City to the one here in D.C.? Yeah, we definitely – it's the same offense for sure. Um, you know, obviously different players. Yeah. They got two guys down there that are super-duper special. Like, nobody's refuting that, right? Yeah. And But for us, it's just it's just doing the small things. Like, we just got to – what he brings is a different type of energy. Like, we cannot mess up or yeah. we will not mess up or we won't – uh, let us know it and, yeah. and like you go to practice every day going like alright I'm going to be on my P's and Q's I'm not going to let it down I'm not going to let myself down I'm not going to let coach down I'm not going to let my teammates down and um, that's one thing that really makes a big difference is like even when you're tired when you're hurting when you don't want to do it you got that in the back of your mind like just one extra thing to keep it yeah. going you mentioned you were back to having fun out there how difficult was last year for you I've tore my ACL my damn self Logan so I understand the mental angst that comes with that how does it feel to be back to football and have a complete offseason under your belt now? Yeah, it's so nice just to be able to go out there and not think about it. Yeah. Uh, like last time, last year at this time, I wasn't even, you know, in practices. I was on the side field. And then yeah. when you first get back, like all your steps are calculated. Like, all right, I got to step like this to make sure yeah. this doesn't buckle and stuff like that. And now it's just go out there and play free. Don't think about it and just let it rip. And, uh, you know, just having that, that same feel that I had when I was fully healthy yeah. and ready to roll. So it's, it's very nice having that. You've been here since 2020, Logan. Now that the ownership change has happened, does it feel like there's a new vibe and a new energy around this football team? I know the crowd that you all walked out to was probably like, you felt like you walked into a different practice facility almost, right? No, absolutely. It's from the fan side of things, it's completely different. It's, it's nice having everybody being on our, like having our back and being ready to cheer for us. And uh, I've heard a lot of good things about, you know, the games and people coming to games and wanting to come to games now. And actually coming out here to practice we had whatever you know 4,000 5,000 people and you know that it was never like that before like but internally through the team we don't feel like we're any different as a team like we feel like we're just continuing to get better and better and better and uh you know having the fan support is going to make that much a deal of a deal when we come home and on third down and it's yeah. loud and it's you know it's challenging for the opposing offense and they got to be on silent count and they got to think through things instead of just you know being able to run their offense normally. Logan, do you feel like there's an increased sense of urgency throughout the entire football team? I was talking to you know, a beat reporter on the sideline. Just the tempo and the urgency of practices feels heightened. Do you all feel that as players? Um, I think, it, I think it's, a, it's a two-sided approach to it. Urgency, because we know how good we are and how, how well we can perform. 
do we feel like it's it's an urgency just to you know keep jobs or anything like that? No, we feel like we're urgent to win now because we know how good we can be, and uh, you know with you know what we have on that, that defensive line, we want to be able to use that right now. You know, like we don't want to have to wait on it. So uh, we're excited about what we have, man. Like we got talent in every position on offense and defense, and it's just a matter of fact of how we're going to play on Sundays. You playing the tight end position, you get to go up against defensive ends a lot. Someone else who was rehabbing an ACL last year was number 99, Chase Young. What have you seen from him going against him here in practice? And, you know, what type of conversations were you all having last year as you're both trying to work your way back from similar injuries? Yeah, I mean, especially this year, we're both feeling so much better than we were last year. And, and with Chase, is, you know, the, y'all don't know the whole story about what happened with Chase. So it's, yeah. there's a reason why things are the way they are. But He's feeling like himself again too, and he's twitchy. He's he's strong. He's making inside moves like he used to. He's speed rushing, and uh, and he's chirping. And when you hear him chirping, I love that. Yeah. When he's chirping, that means he's feeling good. And so it's it's nice to have him back. I mean, he's always a fun competitor to go against. But uh, so he's just a fun dude just to be around because he brings the best out of you as well. Now, a big hot button topic amongst the fans right now, Logan, is where this new stadium is going to go. The lease at FedEx doesn't end until 2027. Uh, we had Mayor Yunkin from Virginia out here yesterday. Mario Bowser held a pep rally uh, at Nats Park yesterday to try to get the team to come to D.C. As a player, do you have a preference where you guys play in the DMV? And then personally, where do you think the most Commanders fans reside at in the DMV? Man, that's a loaded question. Yeah, I know, right? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly... I just want to be wherever the fans want it to be because, yeah. you know, the more of them that show up, it's better for us. And, I mean, we've already been used to making the drive up there. And um, I know old RFK when that place was rocking was awesome too. So, yeah. you know, just whatever's easiest for them, whatever's best for them. Uh, I know Josh and the crew will get it done right. And, um, you know, 2027, a long way away. <laughs> I'm about to say it's right. A long way away. But, you know, um, I'll be excited whenever it happens just for this yeah. fan base. And, um, you know, these players deserve it. I see that you got your family out here, Logan. With your boys getting older and understanding the game more, like how is it getting to come off the practice field and go greet them and embrace them? Uh, there's nothing like it, man. It's just I want them to be out here just to see what work looks like yeah. because, you know, in high school, not every coach is the same, not every system is the same. Not everybody gets to see how it's supposed to be done right. You come to our practice, you don't see fighting. You don't see hits after the whistle. Yeah. You don't see you, – you see people punching at the ball like it's supposed to. You see guys making moves and finishing. That's what football is about. That's what practicing is all about. That's what being a professional is all about. So I want them to be able to see that and use that when they go on the field. And, uh, no, even though it's going to be tough, you got to be able to fight through it and, and be your best. I'll end with something light here, Logan. I asked this to uh, Big Phil Darian Mathis yesterday. A lot, of, a lot of differing ages in the tight end room. You're obviously the elder statesman. From a drip standpoint, Logan Thomas, who's the swaggiest on the field and off the field? Uh, I mean, off the field, I'll let the young or young guys take it. Look, I see your drip, Logan. You ain't you ain't too bad yourself, buddy. You no, know, I'm all right. Like the young cats, you know, they got that new they new wave. Drip. You know what I'm saying? I still got that, you know, older and OG drip. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I take care of myself. I can dress up nice. I can dress it down, but on the field, you know, I'm always coming out with with the right cleats. I dig. I'm always coming out with. You know, my shirt untucked, you know, I'm not supposed to, <laughs> the arm sleeve on. So, yes, you know, it's a, you know, my, my crew was great, man. I love my crew. Uh, just, we got such a good room of fun loving guys that just are ready to compete every day. They don't make excuses and yes, go sir. play. So I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. Let you, out on, let you out of here on this, Logan. If you have one message for the Burgundy and Gold Faithful, the fans out there, as we get ready for the 2023 season, what can, what can they expect? 
I say show up and don't miss the show because that's what we're planning on doing. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Do not miss the show. Appreciate you giving me some time, big fella. It's my conversation with starting tight end for your Washington Commanders, Logan Thomas. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll put a bow on the show before we hand things off to Pete Medhurst. We'll get you warmed up for Nats baseball. That's next here on The Fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Put a bow on this thing. One final segment. Wanted to just say goodbye to you all. If you want to catch me next week, myself and the DOC, Rick Doc Walker, in for Grant Danny all week from 2 to 6.30 right here on The Fan. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter, it is at N-E-L-L underscore BCP. Pete Medhurst, coming up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.